Choice Weather Network. With appliances, countertops, backsplashes, window treatments, custom designed cabinetry, and flooring, there's a whole lot more to Royal Flooring than you may know. Everything for your home from the floors up. Shop Royal Flooring. Yo, what's going on, Cyclone Nation? It's Chris Williams here with The Rundown. It's Iowa week here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network and wherever you're listening. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by our grizzled veteran reporter, Rob Gray. Rob, how many Cyhawk games have you covered over the years? Uh, several. I don't know have exactly them how all? many. No, you I haven't. Them? I haven't counted them all. Remember, I did you and I so many years that it, just you occasionally did. I would help out. Yeah, so you weren't. Games. Uh, Northern Iowa won 34-14 in their second week Southern game. Southern Utah, I believe. I forgot. Like, I, I tend to, and it's nothing against them. I just, there's only so much you can follow. Yep. I tend to forget about the FCS game until mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yep. So I didn't even – I literally looked this morning to see what Northern Iowa did in week two. So an impressive game for them. That's good. That's always better than taking Iowa State to triple overtime and then losing. Yeah, which which has happened. I mean – It has. It actually happens had, more often than you'd like to believe. They've had lackluster seasons where heck, they even won this game a couple of times and they had lackluster seasons. Cyhawk press conference today for Matt Campbell. We'll have complete coverage at CycloneFanatic.com throughout the uh, rest of the week. Uh, Kirk Ferentz as well is on the scene uh, or he's on the on the hot seat over in Iowa hot City. Hot seat. You know what I mean. The, <laughs> yeah. he, not the literal hot seat. Yeah. But the, yeah. yeah, just to take in the questions. Did, what did you I, – I thought Campbell was astutely boring today during Especially his press so. conference. Especially so. He's, he's, he's masterful in terms of he's got that magnetism in the manner in which he speaks. And then you go back and you type some of the things up. And that's the fourth time he said this. Oh, well, the reality that sentence is, is a, yeah, that sentence is 120 <laughs> words long. Uh, and it includes the same thought twice, obviously by design. And uh, he, he's he, really good at it. He totally knew what he was doing today. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he didn't want to bite on much of the the game. Day. And frankly, we know that approach. I mean, who, it's a question that always has to be asked every year when it's some kind of big game, big happening. How does that affect everything around it? But any coach of any sport is going to say, man, if I'm, if I'm a good coach, it doesn't affect anything because – within these walls as he's want to say we're just tunnel visioning on what we need to do to get better and watching their tape how can we stop this how can we stop that and any outside noise is completely tuned out yeah um i you know it's interesting with college game day coming to town and there's a lot going on here around the stadium as we walked around and stuff before and after the press conference i you know, I've had a couple of fans, Rob, tweet at me like, is there any chance this is a distraction and all this stuff? I mean, yeah, there's always a chance. I just, I don't know. I know Matt well enough. I don't think it's going to be for the team. I mean, it. maybe they'll watch it on Saturday and get a little bit juiced up or whatever. I just, I don't know, man. Like, name a guy on this team that you've been around who you're like, oh, he's going to be – tweeting at curb herb street like i just i don't think it will be i i think it's business as usual around here oh i think there's no question even josh knipfel one of the players available for interviews today was asked that you know obligatory question and and he said yeah we're not going to be watching it we're getting ready for the game we don't know what kind of headgear lee course is going to put on and all that stuff and you know everyone acknowledges as they should i mean this game day is for the fans it's for identifying the state of the program it's for 
all the and, 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 and it is a form of validation to to a degree, but none of that impacts at all the game. So I, I think you know it's the it's the right approach, the the smart approach. It's hey, great that they're coming, but it has nothing to do with us. As Campbell said, once three o'clock Saturday comes around, uh, what impact does it have on the game zero? Yeah, I um, actually ESPN just put out a deal with some in- information on you know how Iowa State fans can go and check it out, and we'll retweet all of that from the Cyclone Fanatic accounts throughout the day. I I am a little bit I'm not worried because I know clearly Iowa State is working on this, but man, like the logistics of this deal. It seems like a total nightmare. I wouldn't want to be Jamie Pollard <laughs> and his staff having to work. <laughs> yeah, this. Some I of mean, the facilities people, yeah. yeah. So 5 o'clock is when the parking lots will open. And I just, like, I looked around this morning when I rolled in. I'm like, this doesn't seem like that big of an area. Yeah. But they've got it thought through. And, they, I mean, they, they've got a really good game day staff here. I'm not really that concerned about it, but mm-hmm. – um, I, I can't wait till Saturday morning because I want to see what this thing looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, will, you, will you try and make it up here or will you? Well, here, I'm already thinking about yeah, getting I, and parking the car, bringing my bike along. Oh. And actually going. Look at you, look par- at this parents guy. live in town. Parents live in town. Park Friday, assuming that all lots you can park in night before because I assume some people with campers are in many of the lots. Um, and then just I can ride my bike up to the. Uh, or I can, uh, you know, hitch a ride over here and just get the car out to the game because I, it's going to be crazy beforehand because of the onrush for, for game day as well. The I'm lots going are to be camp. filling up. You're going to actually camp. Yeah, because I just I don't want to screw car with camp. it. Car camp, yeah. I really don't want to screw with it on – no, I'm bringing a camper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out so of – it's car camping. Out of vet med. Yep. Yeah, because I, I don't want to mess with it on Saturday morning. I just want to be able to wake up and walk over and check out everything that's going on, get my steps in. Yeah, if I had a camper, I'd, I'd, I'd go ahead and do that. But my, my only option is grabbing the bike and going to stand with the parents so it's close for getting out here early. Are you, Do you have any gut feels on this game? I have none because I think many times <laughs> kind of where I'm at too. Uh, yeah, I just well, it, I think there's a reason why it's a total pick'em basically uh, in Vegas. Exactly. And how many years have we gone in saying, "Boy, defense should probably dominate this game," and then you get 44-41. Yeah, or you no get doubt. that triple overtime, which I think was that same score, the Steel Jans game way back, um, or something like that. James White, you could say, because he scored the winning touchdown, but. I, I can't anticipating – I'm sorry, I can't anticipate it being a blowout. I think both teams are good. They're both good on the D-line. They're good, I think, in all phases of their defenses, um, which is going to make it hard. I think a couple big plays might swing it. I and mean, it's been a while since Iowa State's had one of those games in this particular game where maybe they get three or four takeaways. I mean, we can look back to the game, the the that grinder that they won because Jake Knott tipped the James yeah. Vandenberg pass at the end to himself and, and caught it. Um, that was a pretty big upset that year. Um, I just feel like you, you, anything you think you were going to expect from this game, uh, a lot of times 78% of that good runs counter to, counter to your expectation. Yeah, no doubt about that. I do think that... Uh, one thing I, I would point out to usually the Cyhawk game at either place, there's a lot of the opposing team, obviously, uh, as far as fans go. I think it's going to be harder for Iowa fans to be in here 
this year than normal years. And the only reason I say that, Rob, is because of that season ticket number. Yeah. It's so high up there. I mean, what, 61.5 is the capacity of Jack Trice Stadium. Just north of 46,000 season tickets were sold. Yeah. Um, and how many single-game tickets did Iowa fans buy up? I don't know. But I, I do think it'll be a crazy good home field advantage for Iowa State. Maybe more so than normal in Jack Trice Stadium against Iowa. I agree. And, I mean, in years where there wasn't, you know, the type of buzz, and this is almost unprecedented buzz around Iowa State, uh, you know, you'd see people selling those in the secondary market, and you might see a considerable hot contingent yeah. here. I mean, God, did you watch Nebraska at Colorado? I did. Us? I mean. That was crazy. That was at least probably 60 percent it looked like husker fans but i mean and, and then of course the buffaloes uh dashed their dreams a little bit but uh we're, we're not gonna see it. I, I think because everyone is so excited here i don't think many people are going to be like oh look at the price that yeah. i could sell this for I no i want to be at this game and support my team or you'll be like my family did my wife can't go um and she had three tickets and um she wanted to sell them to but only to an Iowa State fan. Yeah. So I mean, we took, we took like two hundred and fifty dollars less per ticket than we could have gotten on the third party, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Considering, um, but I, I think a lot of Iowa State fans are cognizant of that. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to sell it, I'm selling it to another Iowa State fan. Yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a good approach, and I mean. But my wife was like, "I'll be damned <laughs> if we're giving it. If we're giving it to an I Iowa, I get to see her saying that. Yeah, I'll be damned if we're giving it. To I don't Iowa even fan. know why. I mean, my wife's just a good soldier, I guess. But yeah. she bought season tickets knowing that she's not going to be able to go to like any of the games. Mm. But anyways, it'll be fun. Um, I am a little bit concerned for the well-being of a lot of people. Uh, only with the f- don't uh, drink some water yeah. or some Gatorades." Pace in between yourself. the beers. Pace yourself. If, Luckily, you, if you want to be amped up for game day, however you choose to be <laughs> amped up, uh, take a break for a little while. <laughs> the game's not till three. Take a little break. I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> many, many years ago. Uh, back when there wasn't even. <laughs> this is basically us at the Knoxville, at oh, the yeah. Knoxville Raceway <laughs> on, the, on Nationals Saturday. You don't have to start drinking at Peace Tree at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. Or if you do, you just <laughs> take it easy for a couple hours, and yeah. then it's, it's on to and the concessions at the, at the track. All right. We'll find out what Rob Gray is working on. I want to talk to him about his college Ames Day story as well. We'll do that when we come back here on the... Hello, Fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The Cyclone Energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Dot com because the world needs more cyclone spirit.
All right, welcome back to The Rundown here on the Psych and Fanatic Podcast Network. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. We, um, I, I, there, there's really not to run much to run down from Matt Campbell's press conference. Uh, injury-wise, he called um, Newell questionable. He did say today that Kenny Nwongo is uh, likely to play, I think, to use Matt's exact quote. Yeah, and the same for Braxton Lewis as well, which yeah, is big which for the is, secondary. That's huge, especially coming up and stopping the run mm-hmm. against Iowa. You did a really nice piece. Uh, enjoyed it, Rob, on the college Ames Day signs and the where that kind of came from. I encourage people to check it out at, um, on the front page of CycloneFanatic.com. What was, what was connecting with all those crazy, crazy fanatics like? It was uh, it was fun actually. Um, a lot of them it, it, first they gave me some great stories. I mean to think back to how it all came together, putting together kind of a Twitter DM group and crazy. And it's like we got to do something after they after the. And, and monumental is almost not even a, a just a, a program changing win at Oklahoma two two seasons ago. They're like we're we've arrived at something because of everything going into that week. And it's like oh my gosh, we got this quarterback that hasn't thrown any significant snaps at, at the D1 level, FBS level, and, and, to, and to win in Norman. Um, I went to a couple sites that season, I believe. Didn't like the way the home schedule set up last year, so kind of kept the banner on hold and uh, set up nicely to, to have it at Fort Worth in week one and Austin in week two. And I uh, got it shipped back down uh, to, to the folks at uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. It's crazy Club. Like that those guys – Got up early. They didn't Did, have to get up as early as the Austin crew because like, being I in downtown Fort Worth was different. I would have never thought to put an ad on Craigslist in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Like the way that they did. that. 100 bucks, that, and it was such a miserable day. In the first couple hours, it, it's not showing up because the, the guy couldn't get in position. Yeah, and then the wife's pissed at it. Yeah, yeah. And so they I, give me a little tip. And basically, you have like all these like Cyclone Ames Day investors that yeah. piss because they can't <laughs> see their sign. Yeah. Like, there's so many layers to that. It's Go fantastic. Yeah, and it was fun just to talk. And even there were elements of it beyond the logistics. Like, they learned from the first week, I think the, the well, we'll just call them poles for the banner, which are like 20 feet wide. Um, maybe we're coming out a little bit. So they made sure to duct tape them or do something from, from, from week one to week two. So the, even even the banner itself evolved. And, and, the, and the hashtag, you know, I did go back and look at the original tweets. Hey, there were a few likes, a few retweets, but it didn't have really traction. And then it goes into hibernation a bit uh, like I do in the summers um, last season. And then uh, comes back and it just becomes a viral thing. And it began, even Iowa State's claiming it's College Ames Day on the Well, we're selling T-shirts. Well, yeah, we're, we're all capitalizing, aren't we, off of these guys' hard work, <laughs> creativity, s- and just yeah. love of this program. We sent them some shirts. I hope so. By the way, and we gave them a bunch of love with the article. Now, I, I thought it was great. Um, it's cool. And that, that's a classic Iowa State fan story. Um, what else are you, what are you working on, uh, coming up this week? What's your, what's kind your of, that was kind advance? of a tepid, what, 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 what are you working on? There Rob we Gray? go. There we go. Have a notebook at it today. I'll, I'll touch on, even though a lot of it was said, at, uh, in the Monday, uh, uh, coaches teleconference, uh, about the injuries, but I want to do a little bit about Mike Rose, his experience yeah. at playing a lot of Sam and just his experience as coach Campbell says that the more you put on his plate, the more he seems to want talk to him a little bit about that and just the way the linebacking core was which i touched on post game you and i so dynamic with all the tfl sacks good and cover i mean that those top three guys vance spears and rose were borderline fantastic in that game 
um, and a few other notes. And then, uh, of course, we'll we'll have a, a feature-type approach to, to my preview as well for, uh, you know, usually drop sometime Thursday. Coming up for me this week, we'll be going on RVTV starting tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be looking for stuff from Rockwell City and also – uh, Humble, I love going to Humble. There's a ton of Cyclone there fans are. up there. So looking forward to that. And then um, the, I just wanted to say the Thursday thesis will actually be in uh, on Wednesday. So check out our live feed tomorrow at 11. That's when I give my prediction and we go really in-depth on the upcoming football game. So that'll be that. And everything's just kind of crazy this week, as you well know. Um, some really intriguing matchups in this game. No I mean, doubt. the thesis should be riveting because you look at their. I'm looking their, forward to Iowa's wide receivers in. are still young, yep. but they had some breakout performances. Uh, and then you look at Iowa State's young, still young corners matching up with some of those guys. And we know we know Stanley what he did two years ago. What can Brock Purdy do? Um, you know, didn't play obviously in this game last year. It was Zeb Nolan that that, uh, that relieved um, Kyle Kemp? So I think matchup wise, it's really intriguing. Rob Gray, we always appreciate your analysis and your um, penmanship. My penmanship's terrible. Not penmanship. Wordsmithery. Wordsmithery. <laughs> no, the I, Campbell can say veteranness. I'm just going to come up with wordsmithery. No, I'm, when I'm, I'm on, it's good. Serious. The, when I'm off, it's the Ames Day feature is one of my favorite things you've done. It was very unique and it was um, really cool. So well, thanks for helping me get in touch. Yeah, good job on that. Um, Thanks to those guys. We got stands Big and time. fits coming up. I don't know when those those boys are recording this week, but I think that, that'll be coming up here. And I'm interested um, anybody check out my interview with Matt Campbell from earlier today. That'll be up on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network as well. Thanks for your time, Rob. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, stay safe the rest of the week, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch later. <laughs>